Hi, my name is Beth, and I am the host of the Seeking Light podcast. In a world that presents us with growth and challenges, there is tremendous light. And this podcast is a source of light through scriptural insights that I have gained through the years. Come join me as I share light in a world that can sometimes be confusing. Thank you so much for joining me today. I love the month of May, and I hope that each of you had a beautiful uh, Mother's Day. Um, You know, we are all mothers. We all have a way to nurture and care for the human race. And so regardless if we have our own children or not, we are all um, women of ability to love and serve each other and provide nurturing. I um, had an experience recently with Matt that spurred the thought of this podcast on. And I just wanted to share a little bit of that insight from that experience. And I hope that it will be beneficial in your life and that can bring light into your life. Um, One night Matt came to me and he told me that his little toe on his foot was really hurting him bad. And he said, can you see anything? So he asked me to look at it and I looked and I'm like, nope, I can't see anything. He's like, are you sure? Because it is really hurting me. And he kind of was limping. And I said, I really don't see anything. And he's like, well, can you look again? So I looked again and I didn't see anything. So I thought, well, I'll grab my phone and I'll turn on the light and I'll try to get closer up to the toe and see. Well, sure enough, I got really close to the light with a light and I looked and I saw this tiny little black speck. And then I saw his toe kind of blistering and then a little red line. And so I said, oh, I do. I think there's something there. So we went and grabbed these amazing tweezers that I absolutely love. Um, They're from the Hen's Tooth in Sisters, Oregon. Just a little plug there. They're my favorite. And they're very sharp. And anyway, Matt went and got them. And he brought them back. And I held up my light. And I just began to slowly try to find this little black thing that I'd seen and pull it out. Well, I read pretty quickly. I pulled it out. And it was so tiny. I I had it on the tweezer and I moved it to my finger to show him and he couldn't even see it with his eyes. He's like, where is it? And I'm like, it's right there. It's on my finger. And he's like, I can't see it. Well, after I, t- I took it out, he stood on his foot and he's like, gosh, I feel so much better. And I said, you know what? That leads me to a podcast about small and simple things. Um, Matt literally couldn't see that little sliver. It was so small, but yet it was affecting his whole body. That tiny little sliver was causing him pain. It was causing him to walk funny. It was causing his foot to kind of swell and turn red. So I thought today I would just take a few minutes and share some thoughts with you about small and simple things. In Alma 37, 6 in the Book of Mormon, it says, Now, Ye may suppose that this is foolishness in me, but behold, I say unto you that by small and simple things are great things brought to pass and small means in many instances, doth confound the wise. So think about life and how so many things in life, people think they need to be grandiose. I thought about the savior. He was born 
in a lowly stable, in a quiet place, um, that there was not a lot of recognition. There was not um, noise and crowns and all kinds of things celebrating it. It was a very small and simple um, place. Um, I thought about in Doctrine and Covenants in uh, section 123.16, it says, you know, brethren, that a very large ship is benefited very much by a very small helm in the time of a storm. By being kept workways with the wind and the waves. So it talks about a very small helm directing a very large ship. So just like Matt had a very, very, very small sliver in his baby toe, his body was being completely affected by the pain that that was causing him. In James chapter 3, verses 3 through 5 in the New Testament, it says, Behold, we put bits in the horses' mouths that they may obey us, and we turn about their whole body. Behold also the ships, which though they be so great and are driven of first fierce winds, yet they are turned about with a very small helm, whithersoever the governor listeth. Even so the tongue is a small mem- little member, and boastful great things, but how great a matter a little fire kindleth. So here James talks about the horse's bit, um, the helm of a ship, and the tongue. So how many things in our lives are small and simple things that can either lead us to Christ or pull us away from Christ? Our regular habits, our daily um, goals and intentions and things that we are attempting to do as we live here on this earth going through this experience. Um, President Brigham Young gave a quote once, Our lives are made up of little, simple circumstances that amount to a great deal when they are brought together and sum up the whole life of the man or woman. Many years ago, um, Russell M. Ballard also described to a general conference audience how small and simple things can be negative and destructive to a person's salvation. He said, like weak fibers from that form a yarn, then a strand, and finally a rope, these small things combined together can become too strong to be broken. We must ever be aware of the power that the small and simple things can have on building spirituality. At the same time, we must be aware that Satan will use small and simple things to lead us into despair and misery. So, are there things in your life that... Over time, small and simple things that are building up to either cause you despair and anxiety or are helping you become closer to Christ. I um, thought of the children of Israel and how it was the daily bread, the daily bread that they found on the ground that provided them with nourishment. It wasn't weekly bread or monthly bread or unlimited bread. It was daily bread, the small and simple things that provided them with the physical and symbolically spiritual nourishment. 
When Matt and I were young, we lived in Rexburg for a short time, and then we moved to a town called Monmouth in Oregon. And we were, you know, newly married. We'd been married about a year. And we moved in, and the ward was huge that we went to. Uh, There were tons of students. And it was such a massive ward, but they never split it as long as we were there because there were just so many transient students coming in and out. And at the time, Matt was going to the um, Western State, Oregon, Western Oregon. They changed the names a couple times while we were there. So anyway, anyway, I was young. Um, I was in my 20s, my early 20s. Matt and I were, you know, he was going to school. I was working full time and we were busy. And there was a lot of growth happening for me as an individual. And before we left there, we ended up having Madeline and Carter. So we had two kids right before Matt graduated. And we left from Monmouth when Carter was six months old. So we spent almost five years in Monmouth. But during that time, you know, being around so many young moms and, and um, developing friendships and learning so much, there was a lot of insecurity on my part. Um, I, you know, I I feel like I had a lot of growth to happen, to take place. And um, we, when we moved away from there, we moved to another town and we lived in this other town for five years. Well, after we had been there, we moved to another town and Matt became a school administrator. And I decided that for my closest girlfriend, Gina, I wanted to do um, a surprise, um, I think it was for her 40th birthday. I wanted to do a surprise 40th birthday party for her. And so I reached out to uh, a lot of the women that we all hung out with when we lived in this little town in Monmouth. And I told them I want to do this surprise birthday party for her. And I asked them if, you know, they would gather together and we would meet. I would pick up Gina at the airport and then we would all surprise her. And I can't remember the number. There was five or six of us. And she had, Gina had no idea I was doing this. Well, there was a little bit of nervousness in me because I knew that I had, you know, not always been the best example. And I felt like I had a lot of weaknesses and insecurities. And so there was a little bit of nervous with, for me to see these women again. And, and I was excited, but I was just also nervous. And What was amazing is I felt like that weekend that we had all together was quite healing for me. As I gathered together with them and we surprised Gina and we went over to the coast and we just had a beautiful time, I realized how much I had grown and I realized how much I had changed, but I didn't recognize it until I was put back in a situation where we're all together. But it was the small and simple things and changes over the six, seven years that I'd been gone from there that I had began to transform and change and feel more secure and love myself. And, but it was just a small daily change that I couldn't even recognize. It was imperceptible for my mind, but being blessed to be put in the, um, three days with, you know, these wonderful women. I realized I had grown, I had changed, I had learned, I was more confident, I was more secure. And I was so thankful that I had that 
those, that experience to show me how daily small, um, choices and changes and growth can really transpire in our lives. And sometimes, sadly, we don't get the opportunity to really see it. And I wish we all could because we are all growing, we are all changing. And is it for the better or is it for the worse? Um, Moses, when he talked when about the children of Israel, it says, then said the Lord unto Moses, behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you and the people shall go and gather a certain idea and I that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. So small and simple things help. We're being proved. Are we going to be obedient? Are we going to follow? Or are we going to be led astray by Satan? As Elder Ballard said um, about being be careful that Satan will use small and simple things to lead us into despair and misery. The last thing that I thought about, and there's many things, and what's great about this is you can sit with your family or by yourself and study all these small and simple things in the scriptures and in life and what you've gone through and how much you've changed and grown. But the last thing that I thought about before I end this podcast was about the Leahona. And um, so I want to just read to you, it was a small compass. And um, in Alma chapter 37, 38 in the Book of Mormon, um, we're going to read here about how, um, um, Alma is speaking to his son and he is sharing with him, his son Helaman, and he is sharing with him a little bit of, um, symbolism and, um, importance of this Leahona. He says, and now my son, I have somewhat to say concerning the thing which our fathers call a ball or director, or our fathers called it Leahona, which is being interpreted a compass. And the Lord prepared it. And behold, there cannot any man work after the manner of so curious a workmanship. And behold, it was prepared to show unto our fathers the course that they should travel in the wilderness. And it did work for them according to their faith in God. Therefore, if they had faith to believe that God could cause that those spindles should point the way they should go, behold, it was done. Therefore, they had this miracle and also many other miracles wrought by the power of God day by day. Okay, before I go on, I just want to point out a few things. On the Leahona, there was these spindles. And you can imagine that the spindles were quite small. I've never seen the Leahona. I'm just assuming. But it says that these little spindles pointed the way and it led them day by day, just like the children of Israel daily bread, choose ye this day. It's about those small decisions we make every day in our lives that build up over time. Then he says, nevertheless, because those miracles were worked by small means, it did show unto them marvelous things. They were slothful and they forgot to exercise their faith and diligence. And then those marvelous works ceased and they did not progress in their journey. Therefore, they tarried in the wilderness and did not travel a direct course and were afflicted with hunger and thirst because of their transgressions. And now, my son, I would that you should understand that these things are not without a shadow for as our fathers were slothful to give heed to this compass, to these small and simple things, 
they did not prosper. Even so it is with things which are spiritual. For behold, it is as easy to give heed to the word of Christ, which will point you to a straight course to eternal bliss, as it is, as it was for our fathers to give heed to this compass, which would point unto them a straight course to the promised land. And now I say, is there not a type in this thing? For just as surely as this director did bring our fathers by following its course to the promised land, shall the words of Christ, if we follow their course, carry us beyond this veil of sorrow into a far better land of promise. O my son, do not let us be slothful because of the easiness of the way. For so was it with our fathers, for so was it prepared for them, that if they would look, they might live. Even so it is with us. The way is prepared, and if we will look, we may live forever. And now, my son, see that ye take care of these sacred things. Yea, see that ye look to God and live. Go unto this people and declare the word, and be sober, my son. Farewell. So, small and simple things like daily scripture study, daily prayer, daily acts of kindness, daily repentance are small and almost imperceptible. But that's where we grow. That's where miracles take place. That's where we have personal day-to-day growth. I'm so thankful for small and simple things. I'm thankful that we've been given the opportunity to grow while we um, travel through this journey that we are having and that we are taught that it is by small. It's not grand and large and overpowering experiences in general that transform us, but it's the small and simple things that bring great things to pass. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. I am so grateful that you listened to my latest podcast. Please share these episodes with your family and friends. I look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.